Hello, welcome to Out of Our Heads, a comics and pop culture podcast from the minds of Joe Bortner and the long-awaited Nick Protopapis. Yo, 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 yo. Just got out of prison, and um, I'm, I'm back to record our first podcast ever. Yeah. Ever since This then. is the first one. You shouldn't actually listen to any of the previous ones, because they're, they're, all, they're all bad. That's this, true. This is the first... This is the first good episode of Out of Our Heads. <laughs> yeah, we made sure to make it make it good so we actually recorded 10 um from all the missing weeks and then we cut them all together for the best possible hybrid frankenstein podcast exactly and you'll actually be shocked because we were talking about 10 different books but it sounds like we're talking about one book last look by charles burns Um, just the magic of editing um, you can you can play a game at home, like guessing which other books we were talking about. There are little hints, little clues that we've scattered throughout this episode and also all previous uh, 56 episodes. Play along at home. Please. Please do. Listen come, and re-listen. Come, come have fun with us. Uh, we have fun. We have fun putting the clues there, and you'll have fun uncovering them. Mm-hmm. Out of Our Heads has actually been a massive uh, augmented treasure reality treasure, treasure hunt. hunt. Yeah, there's um, treasure. And nobody has noticed because we never made an official announcement. Um, and, and uh, you know, 20 people listen to this podcast because that's how I like it. Um, uh, anyway, Nicholas, I have a problem. I have a problem in my life. What's the problem in your life, Joe? Uh, well, so it's actually more of a puzzle. Um, it's a puzzle and a problem. <laughs> um, I have a coffee maker in my apartment. Uh, and every day I make coffee and I put my water in the machine and my coffee beans in the filter, um, which is exactly what the internet and my father, coffee expert, Brad Bortner, uh, tells me to do. Um, and every day I turn the coffee maker on, uh, and it does its coffee making business. Um, however, when it is finished, all of the water has been used, but the coffee maker has supplied me with a minuscule amount of actual coffee. Um, I put in like 10 ounces of water. And I get like enough coffee to fill uh, a sixth of my average sized mug. Um, that is that doesn't sound right. This does not make physical sense to me, um, and I'm not where, really sure how this is possible. <laughs> where did the water go? I don't know. There's no yeah. way I'm evaporating that much water. I know there there must be a little evaporation because that's how that's how the world works. Um, Anyway, this is the most pressing issue in my life at the moment. And wait, uh, so what did I, what did I your dad you say? My dad has no idea what <laughs> is going on. Okay, that sounds like there's a little magic in your in your apartment because that doesn't sound right at all. Yeah, it's especially weird because this is like a, a coffee maker that he gave me. It's like a hand me down from years ago. I think there's a possibility that the coffee maker is broken in some way, but I don't know or, how it could break in the way for this to happen. Or, or something must be living in your coffee maker that uses the water for its little ecosystem or whatever. Someone's mm. got like an apartment in there, a little like... Tardigrade. Yeah. I don't Interesting. know. Or like a little elf. A little elf is mm-hmm. in there. A little coffee elf. Coffee elf, yeah, and he's just—he's just, just got to have his coffee in the morning. Don't talk to him before he had had his coffee, 
and so he's drinking the coffee before I can, you know, take it out of the the, the pitcher uh, and and pour it in my mug. Yeah, I see what so you're getting at here. You're actually you have a parasite who's, and because you keep putting water in it, he keeps having coffee. So what you got to do is cut him off, and then he'll die, and then eventually you can just use it normally. <laughs> right. The only way to deal with an addict <laughs> is to cut them off. Cut them off completely. Them well, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you want to help your coffee elf re- recover? Is that what you wanted? Oh no, he's he's scum. I you know I, I care about. <laughs> yeah. I care about insects, but not coffee elves. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. I don't. Uh, I don't care for these imaginary creatures polluting our world. Yeah, especially like tricking you, like making you think you're crazy, like. That's like a whole different barrier that he's breaking, basically. Yeah, the coffee elves have have gaslit me, um, and, and quite frankly, I'm tired of it. Yeah, you got to open that machine up. Open up the top, and you'll see his whole little apartment layout, and like the pipe. Wait, wait, the, wait, the wait. Let me, pipe. let me. Uh, 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 I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna get up away from my microphone. I don't know if you're gonna be able to hear this. You gotta, you gotta spray, spray him out, spray him out with a hose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's yeah. Uh, he ran away in fear, um, but I, he he will come back, um, and I'll be ready. Okay, good. He'll find some other some other coffee pot to infest. <laughs> Nick, do you have a do you have a thing for me? Yes. So I went to a, a movie club night, and they were watching Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which I had never seen, and I was late. Five to ten minutes late, which is my bad, but I heard that I didn't miss that much, um, so I can still tell you about it. So it's basically a period piece. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when it said. It says late 18th century, and we're sort of on this French island, northern France island, not a southern France island, and we got this like fancy lady who lives there with her daughter, and I guess she's rich because she has an island, and... Mm-hmm. There's a maid, and they kind of just chill there. But her daughter, who is named Heloise, oh, they're all French, too, in this movie. It's a French movie, mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least everyone's talking French, so I assume it's a French movie. <laughs> and, um, yeah, her daughter Heloise is supposed to get married, but before she does that, her mom wants her to have a portrait done um, because that would be right. And so we're sort of introduced to this whole idea when we follow the artist in, who is a woman. Um, and her, she has a name also, but <laughs> I can't remember. So we're just going to call her the artist. Uh, and so we sort of enter this, this wait, wait, scene. Wait, is it um, Marianne? It's not Marianne. Oh, is it Sophie? It's something French. Oh, it is Marianne. How did oh. you know that? I was looking at the letterbox page where they list the actors. Oh. Well, she must have said something. She must have said Marianne in a very French way, so I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, Marianne comes in, and uh, at least me, I'm not sure if this is what everyone was thinking, but I was like, this is intriguing. What is going on? Um, why, mm-hmm. why would a, a rich family 
hire a lady artist, which is maybe not a great thought, but like makes sense. But it does make sense because it's like it has to be a secret portrait because mm-hmm. the daughter doesn't want to get married. She's classic princess. You know, she doesn't, she's not a princess, but like she doesn't want to, you know, you know how it goes. And sure. um, this portrait has to be done in secret and sort of representing the submission to getting married off basically. Mm-hmm. So there was a first portrait, but it didn't get done. It's kind of destroyed. And that that's like a rebel spirit. That's like Heloise like resisting. But like once the portrait is done and there's different things that happen with the portrait in this movie. Um, and it's constantly sort of representing what Heloise is going to do. Um, and the idea is that's presented from the beginning is that when the portrait's done, she will be subversed. She will go and get married to some Italian guy. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, well, that's the basic setup. Uh, and the fun twist is that the portrait has to be done in secret. So the, the Marianne has to like befriend her and then like, um, you know, eventually she has to reveal that what she's done because they become such good friends. You get the, you get the picture. Um, and this is not my joke, but I heard it at the end of our screening. It's like, what a, it's, it's basically a very lovely movie about two good friends, but it's not because it's, uh, <laughs> they're into each other. So that's the joke. Yeah. I was a little confused for a moment. Cause I was like, isn't this uh don't they fall in love? Isn't this a lesbian? Yeah, no, movie? they, they totally fall in love. It's a lesbian movie. Um, that's the joke. Thanks, Joe. Um, <laughs> and that's it. I mean, it, it's pretty, it's pretty basic. You get, you get the characters. One of them's worldly, you know, and the other one's like, Oh, you're so worldly. I just don't want to get married. Um, but it's an incredibly crafted movie. All the shots are beautiful. The location is gorgeous. Um, there's a really small cast, but they all are great. There's basically the maid, the mom, and those two. There's some others, but not much else. And, you know, it's tantalizing. It is well-paced. It's It drags a little. Someone might tell you it's boring, but it's not boring. The scenes don't drag. It just drags a little overall, if that makes sense. And there's a difference. So, like, right. when you're watching it, like, you could jump in at any moment and be totally enthralled, and, like, it cuts when it needs to. Uh, and there's a lot of times where it cuts to something new, and even though there's, like, four characters with, like, three motivations going on, you're still like, wait, what's happening, you know? And there's a question. Mm-hmm. So that keeps you totally intrigued. Um, there's some really unique sequences where, like, like, there's a singing scene where the sound goes crazy. There's a part with fire it you know there's there's some long takes of like what's going on with the painting that you sort of write you're right up there in it um and that's pretty cool i mean i'm sure there's more that i was missing but i was just sort of zoned out enjoying it It, it's just a really really well-made movie in a lot of ways um so my main thing with it with it was like okay like i see where this is going i like this setup um you know i've seen stuff like it before but it's really well made really engaging um and then sort of what's left in a movie like this, which is, you know, I, I don't know how we call it, but like a, like a hidden romance movie or like a un, not allowed love, whatever you call that genre. Like forbidden love. Just, forbidden love. Thank you, Joe. And I, I just watched Brokeback Mountain. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm like, I get it. Like you two, what's going to happen though? That's sort of the big question, at least for me, like, I like I was like 75 80% through this movie and I was like okay I really like this but uh, the way a movie like this ends is sort of a big factor in it I feel because it's sort of the 
the period or like the end point like what are you trying to say with this movie you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and in this one it kind of does the thing where it, they they part ways and they're you know they're supposed to be people who were in love for a little bit and then they had to you know love each other on their own which is sad um and it does two very clever things and the first clever thing is you know basically both our time she's sort of the main marianne is sort of describing the times that she's seen Heloise after their affair. Uh, and the first time is like a painting of Heloise in a gallery. And that's sort of a nice scene because it's not exactly them meeting up again. And then the second time, actually, maybe I shouldn't tell you. Yeah. I, I don't think I want to know. Fuck. This is, I'm sorry. Uh, this is just like, no, no, my, it's okay. I, I, this is like my big favorite thing about the movie is the end, but I guess I won't tell mm-hmm. you. Um, okay. But the last scene is like one of my favorite scenes from a movie ever. Okay. Um, and I think it, it says a lot and takes this movie from just being really, really good to like great. If that, I don't know, like it, it really sold me. Basically it's so emotional. It's so well done. Like from a, from a creative perspective, like the way, what it is and how it's shot and how it's acted like all like just the craft of the scene is so powerful that the emotions that you got out of the rest of the movie at least for me were i don't i don't know if they were revealed or heightened or what but like something else happened to me in that scene i guess that made it better it made me more more feel more of the rest of the movie um Mm -hmm. and i also think that it actually has something to say and for like it's just it's just a really good ending and it made me think of you told me to watch run the other night the movie mm-hmm. run which is like good but the, the last two minutes like make it terrible and right this we, movie... we agree on this run is a, a very good movie with a bad ending <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a twisty not thematic the appropriate ending and this one is like the opposite of that so i i don't know like i hadn't seen it because i just didn't think of it for a while but like this is actually a great movie it's not just like an artsy good movie it's actually great like it's i think Mm -hmm. it's enjoyable for anyone and i highly recommend it awesome yeah i mean i've been i've been meaning to watch it for a while i think uh everybody loves it um and i i uh didn't get around to it because i'm uh a homophobe probably yeah um <laughs> it's it looks like it's on hulu is that true or let me just click to make sure um, i don't need like a extra subscription i think it's on hulu maybe okay. not sorry if i'm lying but i think it is and if not we watched it through the library so you should just watch it for sure mm. okay this is making it look like i need a special subscription Ugh, i hate it when they um, the internet lies to me like that but it's cheap-ish on youtube amazon prime it's honestly worth it if it's like two bucks or three bucks yeah it's worth it yeah you should definitely watch it anyways okay yeah do you have anything for me also because i uh, I brought that for you so i i I happen to i was thinking about not bringing something for you uh just because i've I've had to bring you like 56 things already uh every week for like two years or something um yeah i was getting a bit tired of it um but i do have a thing for you um 
and my thing is a a, a video game that came out last week. I, I don't think it's as emotionally charged as uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, but it is something I enjoyed. Um, it's called uh, Metroid Dread. Um, I, I, I think you're probably not familiar with uh, Metroid games. Am I right about that? Uh, you are right. I don't know what you're saying. Okay. Uh, Metroid is a video game series and also a basically a genre of video game. Um, and I think the simplest way to describe it is um, these games are sort of like if Mario uh, had a gun and uh, went in directions other than right. Um, okay. It's, uh, it's an action platformer where you play as Samus Aran, who is a character you might know from Super Smash Brothers, um, who is a space bounty hunter. And in each game, she lands on a mysterious planet and has to explore it to find power-ups and defeat alien monsters. Um, and the power-ups you find will allow you to improve your ability to progress forward and discover new areas on this planet. Um, okay. So a lot of the fun of Metroid games is that you're running across this big map um, and you'll find areas that you know you can't get to yet and you'll eventually find an item that makes it so that you can um, and then you zigzag back across the area to find all the new places you can go to now um, with your new abilities. Um, so as an example, early on in this game, there are a lot of like, you know, ultra hot environments that you can't enter without getting damaged by the heat. Um, mm -hmm. And so you, you can't fully explore those areas until later when you get a new space suit that protects you from the heat. Um, so, you know, the fun of these games is that you're not only exploring these like cool made up alien worlds, um, but you're also finding new ways to explore them and to see them from from new perspectives as you go um it, it's sort of like a really big uh fun puzzle um where you also get to to blow things up um uh anyway so the the unfortunate thing about metroid games which is not a problem with the games themselves is that they never uh sell that well um as as like you know super mario or legend of zelda um so for a while uh the nintendo corporation stopped making them um but it's back um and this one is also kind of a, a, a horror game. Um, Wait, or at least it tries Nintendo? to be a horror game. It's Nintendo, yes. Wait, what? Oh! <laughs> Wait, so this is a new game? It is a new game. It came out last week. Oh, dude, I went to the Nintendo store. <laughs> and this was like on the big screen. And mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know what that is. That's crazy. Okay, wait, tell me about this. Okay, uh, you 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 just witnessed uh, my favorite video games, <laughs> cool. uh, accidentally. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait! Even better, is this one-eyed monster? Yes, I was oh just my... about to get to them. Ugh, dude, that thing was at the bottom of the store making horrible screeching sounds, <laughs> and everyone was just looking around like, "What the hell is that?" And it was coming okay, out of that, this like, cardboard cutout. That's awful. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> um. Anyway, the setup of, for this one is that there are all these sequences uh, where these evil robots uh, chase you down and try to kill you. Um, and these are supposed to be very scary. Um, and my big complaint about this game is uh, that the first time you run into one, uh, it is quite scary. Um, and every other time after that, it is kind of the same thing. And uh, I, I grow increasingly numb to it. Um, and I stop having any kind of reaction. Um, so, so I, I either I am I am very cool, uh, or they could have done a better job. <laughs> um, I don't know, Joe. Maybe you just have a strong, brave heart. Maybe 
Um, anyway, I think this game is uh, really fun. I think it uh, has pretty nice art direction, actually. Um, like the graphics are a little like janky, um, but like the actual um, background art and the designs for the characters are really detailed, and I think it it makes the game feel kind of vibrant and real, even though it's confined to like two dimensions. Um, and also, like to get real, uh, I play video games with with some amount of frequency, uh, probably more frequency than I would like. Um, and I, I even so, I, I rarely play one where um, I'm I'm really excited to play more, and I, I I'm thinking about the game when I'm not playing it. Um, like for me, that's mainly a feeling I associate with being 13 years old. Um, and this this game uh, cleared that bar for me. Like I, I was very excited about it when I wasn't playing it. Um, and so I guess in that sense, it's a great work of art because it, uh, returned to me an emotion that I thought I had lost, uh, like seven years ago. Okay. Um, so in that way, I'd recommend it. Uh, and also all the, all the reviews for this game say that it is, uh, really difficult. And I'm here to tell you that, uh, I'm, I'm very cool. Uh, and I, uh, everybody was like, oh, it takes like 15 hours to beat. I beat it in eight. Uh, wow. and, uh, I did that like you know, playing an hour a night after I was done with my homework. Um, anyway, I don't know who all these losers are. Uh, the professional video game websites are hiring, uh, but they are clearly not as cool as me, Joseph L. Bortner. And that's why yeah, they were probably my... scared too. They were probably like, this yeah. is a scary game. Exactly. Um, <laughs> they don't know anything. And that's my final statement to okay, the world. Well, that's, I mean, Joe, I was scared by one of these things in real life. So <laughs> I feel like in a game, I'd also be pretty scared, but you know, I trust I trust you. If you say mm. it's not that scary, maybe it's not that scary. I think it's scary the first time. Okay. I that think seven sense. more times, not that scary. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. And you do have to do it seven more times. Yeah, yeah, yeah seven more times. All right, well, uh, maybe it's time to do that thing we do every week. We should. Um Today, Nick, we're back with our old friend, uh, Charles Burns, after quite some time away to discuss one of his more recent comics, Last Look. Charles Burns, if you don't remember, made the book uh, Black Hole, which we covered last year and uh, we both loved. Last Look collects a trilogy of three books which form one narrative, released from 2010 through 2014, with the collection in 2016. Last Look follows a guy named Doug who keeps having what appear to be vivid nightmares of another world. When we meet him, he's 20-something and living with his mother, who we never see. And he's very depressed and anxious as he's recovering from some kind of injury. From there, we flash back to his first meeting with this woman named Sarah, whom he almost immediately falls in love with. However, Sarah has an abusive stalker ex-boyfriend named Larry, who haunts her life and begins to haunt Doug's. And from there, we proceed in a somewhat non-linear fashion as we discover more about Doug as he pursues his relationship with Sarah, all the while jumping between the real world and this nightmarish Tintin-esque parallel narrative. Hey, so what are your what are your general opinions on this book? I think it's great. I also it's think it's great. I do think you it's think the best thing ever? Do you think it's better than Black Hole? Um, probably not. I but don't. I like that it's in color. Mm-hmm. I like the way it looks more than Black Hole. Yeah. And I like the little world, and I like a lot of the more more abstract pages. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like any page from this I could like put on my wall, which I actually, now that I said it out loud, I think is exactly what I said about black hole. But like, <laughs> I, more, I also agree. Cause it's, 
because it's in color. I think now um, that I've ruined the binding on my copy of this book, I probably will put a page on my wall. Wow, that's um, bold. That doesn't sound like you at all. Yeah, I know. I, I don't actually know if I believe what I just said, um, but I sort of want to believe it. Um, I would put... Oof, that's actually a good question. I would Maybe. put the one where he's climbing into the hole and the like baby mole man is like if you go down there you'll find the comics you need mm. do you remember yeah, that's that a page? good one that, yeah yeah i remember um and he's got like the flashlight as he goes in i like that i i uh i really like the page where uh he like lands in the city and that one guy in like the green hood is um like talking to him and he's like i don't i don't speak your language and he's like mouth eat and he points to the wall. He's like, hey, uh, no thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> was, I think, my favorite. That was really funny. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I like the lizard guys. That they like just, the, they, like the orange Just ones. all of them. Oh, the no, green, green ones. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, green sorry. lizard people. I was thinking. Because yeah. they just say fucking all the time. And that's like. Oh, the yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I just I just flipped to like the exact page I was thinking of where he's like, give it up, dumb shit. There's no way out. Yeah, that's <laughs> and it's funny all every single time. Hey, fuck face. What are you doing, fucker? End of the line. <laughs> fuck wit. <laughs> Those are great. Yeah, Oh man. Oh. I, this is this is a lot funnier than Black Hole, or at least how I remember Black Hole. Um, Black Hole rem- reminds of being really dramatic. But it might have been mm-hmm. funny sometimes. Yeah. This yeah, this one's pretty funny sometimes, yeah. especially in like the dream world. In like, or whatever. in like a, a, a jarring way, obviously, because it's like so creepy. But like, sometimes. Yeah. Not always. I don't know. I really not, like, not, I really not like... creepy, but like, you know, unsettling. Yeah, unsettling. Yeah. But like, yeah, I thought I don't know. Like I just really liked reading it, just like as like pictures, you know. Me too. But I, I don't know. I think there's a lot in there for... Actually, I might like it better than Black Hole. Really? Interesting. Okay. It's it's special, I feel, in the way that it's like both a story, but it, it's more of like just like a comic art thing. You know, like a... Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's in a lot of ways, it's really abstract because it's formatted so weird. You know, and it like jumps jumps around so yeah. much, and like has this dream world reality that doesn't like exactly connect back. And the way that it flows through scenes is like, you know, it's it's really about like what 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 the emotion that is being displayed is, and what that relates to mm-hmm. story wise comes up. But the subject is is sort of the feeling instead of anything else. Yeah. And so for that reason, it's kind of like, I feel more special or like, like, I don't think the plot's as good or anything because it doesn't really, I mean, Black Hole Lake is like an actual plot. I don't know if that makes sense. And like, it's definitely more intriguing, and like a fun story. But like, I feel like this is just like a really good, just comic. And like, it's good at being both in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. I can't really think of, I, you know... Chris Ware's stuff, I guess, is a little like that, but like those are different because those really don't have stories. So like, because they're bad. Okay, they're not bad, but like, <laughs> they're like they're like they're like this to the extreme, so that they sort of lose any sense of being 
a plot, which this this is sort of in the middle. And I, I think that's a really, really hard chord to strike. So I, I'm pretty excited about it now, like thinking about it more, like even since we started this conversation, I mm-hmm. sort of got more excited about it. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think what like Last Look has for me that a lot of like the Chris Ware stuff I've read doesn't is like it does have... You know, I, I, I like obviously I think it's a, a a pretty depressing book, but it's like I think there's stuff for me that I can latch onto, and and sort of there's more than just like I don't know. I don't want to be reductive about Chris Ware, but a lot of the time when I read Chris Ware, I'm like, wow, this guy just really wants me to know how depressing <laughs> the world is. Yeah, fair. No, I don't. Um, I don't even think this book is like trying to tell you that the world is depressing necessarily. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, I think there's a lot of tough stuff here. I, th- I, I think like, I don't know. To yeah, me, but... the the ending is kind of like, like I feel like I feel like Doug is probably always going to be trapped, um, by like his his trauma and and like you know, I, 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 I don't know. I guess the implication that I took from the end of like the the buzzer in the dream world is just like, you know, he's probably never going to change. So I found that I found that pretty depressing. But okay. I guess we can we can talk more about that. I guess that's fair. I mean, the way it ends is pretty ab- abrupt in that way, and it doesn't really resolve his mind. It's not like he's changed really. I th- actually, th- I think he has, honestly. You think? I don't know. Like, I kind of felt that when I was when I was um, reading about his like future life and his future wife. Oh, uh, sorry. I just like I I I really don't think so. I feel like I feel like um like Sally. Right. Like, like, you know, she's always like just like giving him like these platitudes that don't really like actually comfort him or like change his way of thinking about things. It, it feels like a very like empty, like there's not much to her. And I think that's intentional. I think it's like it feels like a very empty relationship. Um, Does it? Like, you know, to me, I, I, I think so. Okay. Um, and then, you know, he, he he goes back to Sarah and like, you know, she she's like chewing him out. uh and and it's like he you know barely even registers it i guess that's true yeah actually i guess you're pretty much right because there was a like in the dream world like the red-haired lady was like that was his like i didn't register that at first but that's his that's his that's sarah or no uh sally what's her name uh yeah sally sally okay i think i think at first we're supposed to think it's like his first girlfriend colleen um because they no, both have red not. hair, but do they? Yeah, well, they do, but they they do look different. Um, but maybe they're the same. You know, they they have the same role. Yeah, no, no, I think um, you're right. I because like, I think it's supposed to be like a, a regression for him because that that's like the thing about him. Like he's always regressing. Like you know, he 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 goes back to his parents' house, uh, and, yeah. and like that's where you know he he finds safety. And that's what that's what changed Sarah's mind. She saw him being so pathetic. So yeah, I guess you're right. So then, he just he just sucks. He's like no, he's not a ready to change guy. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I think there's definitely an arc here. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to say that like, oh, this book is bad because he never changes. <laughs> like no, I, I don't. I, I think you're, yeah, does sorry, he does. I don't think he does at all. No, no, like I. I think that like the the book takes us on a journey, even if he never changes. Okay, yeah, sure. I mean, it's like a yeah. discovery sort of, like we're discovering about him. I mean, this whole book is like yeah. a mystery and like 
you're in this dream world and you're like, what's going on? And you're like trying to figure out what happened with him and Sarah in their, in their relationship. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very mysterious. I mean, it's like the Sopranos or something. You're just learning about this guy. So if he's not going to change, maybe he's not going to change, you know? Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I also think this is definitely like, I get the impression that this is a great book for like rereads, like, Oh, yeah. Cause like once you understand the actual story of what happened, like you'll, you'll better understand what the dream world even means. And like, cause I, I feel like yeah. I need to reread it. Yeah. Cause like when you first go through it, because you're, you're at the beginning, like I, I, I think it, I think, you know, you're, you're, you, you can be like compelled by the events. Um, but it's definitely sort of a puzzle where you have to think about each scene in the, the, Tintin dream worlds and like apply that to your understanding of what you know about his real life and the real life story is like told very non non linearly, um, yeah. So it's definitely, yeah. I think I think it would definitely benefit from reread. Yeah, that's what I'm excited for. I also like that it was in color. I thought that was like really, um, I don't know, it was different from like Black Hole and it was exciting and it made everything feel very alive, especially with like the flat kind of coloring style. It's like. I don't know. It's really pleasant, really, really pleasant, especially with the the ink work. And, um, yeah, yeah. I I, like I, I think work. like you know there, there's these sequences where he employs like these very um, like vivid reds, and it's the kind of thing that I sort of imagined was in Black Hole, even though that was like in black and white. Um, just like these very like uh, I don't know visceral yeah. sequences. Yeah, for sure, like the, the fetal pig or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that was creepy. I mean, there's a good amount of like... <laughs> I, I don't know, there's, there's some similarity. You can tell that it's the same guy, especially in the like real-world sequences. Where I, I guess both, honestly, where like every once in a while you get this like gory, like disgusting symbolism thing going on. And, you know, it makes sense, and I think it's it's definitely earned. It's not. I don't think it's one of those things where it's trying to freak you out just for the sake of it. Um, yeah. So for that reason, I, I can appreciate it. And I think, you know, I mean, those parts can be a little hard to look at, but I think sometimes they're one of some of the best compositions and just like drawings, you know, I think they're really, really powerful. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there, there's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's directly unsettling here, like you say, and, and um, you know, I, I think well, it is powerful. Maybe like we're thinking it's... of the same, same page. I mean, what I'm thinking of when you're talking about the red is like, I don't even know what it was like dream or some sequence right where it's like mm -hmm. all red and then i guess sarah or you know some woman is cutting open her 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 stomach you know and this is like a like a like a pig like a baby little pig comes out it's like ah, that's gross yeah you know, i was i was thinking of exactly that scene um, i thought you might be yeah yeah but like it's really like the zoom is i mean i don't know is it a zoom yeah i think this yeah is yeah it slowly like zooms in on her like stomach um as yeah. like the pig is is coming out um yeah i don't think i'll ever forget that i mean that's really good stuff yeah you know? it's uh, uh, mad weird mad gripping yeah i also <laughs> think that just like the beats all around are like really killer they're just really like just the the, the like way the, that the sense of pacing you mean the the pacing yeah the visual pacing and like especially in terms of like characters moving around a scene um yeah is masterful i was thinking of in the dream world he like is in a river or something and he like climbs up a pole um mm -hmm. and that is just fantastic like 
pacing and, and like you know choice of we know which angle it's coming from he's like he's a, yeah. he's on the side of the pole and then he's up it and then he's like around and you're like whoa like you're just with it the whole time and it's 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 um it's perfect i mean it's really good <laughs> it uh it so obviously like the 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 dream sequences are like very inspired by like herge's work in like tintin um and they also kind of uh reminded me of your work <laughs> in terms of pacing um mm. just because like i think i think you are i wonder why <laughs> yeah <laughs> very mysterious i think common inspiration <laughs> Yeah, it's like dude. oh these these characters are moving like a like a nick protopapis <laughs> sometimes sometimes i i'm like man maybe my my stuff's too much like tintin maybe i should try something else and then i, I read this don't and think I was that's like, a problem <laughs> it's not it's not a real issue it's just setting up for this i think it's kind of the opposite of a problem <laughs> okay joe it's not it's not a real issue i was just setting up for this next thing i'm gonna say right just let it go okay. And then I read this book and I was like, oh my God, this guy is just like blatantly like ripping stuff from Tintin constantly. It is fantastic. I mean, not in a bad way. It holds up on its own, obviously, but like even Mm -hmm. the cover of this one is like basically a cover from Tintin and it's got those like the, the eggs, the the eggs pattern is the exact Tintin mushroom pattern. And (laughs) you know, the guy obviously looks like Tintin in his dream world, Doug. Yeah. He looks in like the Tintin. dream world. I think he's called Johnny, but um. And then, oh, that's true. You're right. But then there's also like the best part for me is like the back page and sometimes the front like inner cover pages are exactly the same as like the Tintin books were, just like oh, with cool. his so, characters. I don't. So, I don't like, have those because I, I have yeah. the paperback. But that's. I that's thought you might have not noticed that, but like, um, the the back of Tintin books would have like this little box with the description mm-hmm. right in the center and then Tintin's waving at you. And then like all around him are like various objects and characters from the adventures. Um, and that exact image is just like what he put for, I think the beginning, uh, the end of x I'll try to find it for you because mm-hmm. it's, it's just funny. Um, and it's okay. like, yeah, it just, it reminds me and I like how blatant he is about it. Cause it's, it just makes it fun, I guess. I think it is probably like other than, all of the the ridiculous Watchmen homages that that superhero comics do, I think it is actually definitely like one of the smartest like comics canon homages I've seen. Um, yeah, not just because it like you know looks great and he has an excellent uh, handle on the pacing, but like you know it means something because um, like like I said earlier, like like if the story is to some degree about you know Doug regressing to to childhood in the face of this very traumatic event. Um, or you know a sequence of, of traumatic things um like you know what's what what better representation of that than like tintin like the 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 uh forever boy scout you know yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna call him that but yeah um <laughs> it's um I, I think it really works and it, he's using it for He's using that that style and those homages specifically for the story he's trying to tell. It's not, it's not similar. It's just a reference, you know. And even yeah. though the reference is blatant, it's not like, like it's blatant that it's doing its own story. Like it's they're just it's it's not similar at all in a way that's bad. It's just really good. So yeah. there you have it. No, I I, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. For me, these 
this sort of sequencing is really pleasant and I don't know. Um, I just really enjoyed looking at these pages and especially the first, um, the first book I got at the, the library and it was like a nice big print. I don't know how, how your big yours is, um, but mm -hmm. it's like I think mine huge. is like actually the same size as those, those old um, Tintin books. Okay. But it's like a big hardcover, right? It's like, uh, mine's, mine's paperback actually, but it's, yeah, it's long. It might be, yeah, it might be actually this, that's a good point. That might be the same size as the Tintins, but it's just, it's actually, it's a good size to like read a comic. It's like mm -hmm. fun. Um, and he, he has the same ones for his other, except for black hole, I guess, but like big baby and, and that other stuff is all, is all that big, that size. And I think it's, it's a good size. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, I guess that's what I meant to say. Um, <laughs> this it's a book's good size. great size. Yeah, you should. I no, I just think it's like it's not like a long read or anything. You can get through it pretty quick, but it's like a nice art book to have. So like I, if I, you know, if I saw it, I would probably buy it. Um, I just think it's something like it's definitely worth having physically. Yeah, I, w I will say I, I don't know if I mentioned this. Um, my my uh, my my paperback copy, which came in the mail yesterday and is new. Uh, did start falling apart like as we recorded this <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, dude so that's weird maybe they're not made the best it might just be my copy i don't know i honestly don't know i would get like the hardcovers like that's how i but, like maybe that's expensive but anyways if you get the chance you know it is so choice i highly recommend picking yeah. one up so so choice <laughs> i believe it yeah it is so choice yeah um yeah. Cool. So I had a great time reading it. I don't know. What do you, what else did you, did you get from it? What did you like the, did you like Doug and his adventures? Um, I, I, I wouldn't say I, I, I like Doug as a person. I think he, I think he's interesting. And, and there are, there are times when I, I was certainly able to like see myself in him, at least like definitely in the very beginning when we're introduced to him as like this very, you know, anxious depressed guy he won't answer the doorbell which like you know has a reason but when we when we first encounter that we're like whoa this guy is living a a, a really tough life and he's he's seemingly like recovering from some injury and again we find out why this is later um but like, like definitely i think they do a great job of like introducing us to him um and making us like see the world through his eyes a little bit um before we we pull back the curtain um and come to understand him a bit more um that's true that injury he got like don't blame him for it like he seems like a real victim in that part i don't know yeah, I, guess I mean like I, I think i think he does some like questionable things just before that um or like like you know it's kind of it's ambiguous um i think this is like a tough scene to talk about but like the the scene where where doug and sarah have sex in the shower like it does yeah. seem like he is potentially forcing himself on her in that scene, but it's unclear. Uh, um, yeah, I wasn't there, sure. There's honestly. like, so like here's here's what makes me think that it's like not explicitly consensual. It's just like, or, or, or I don't even know if it's con consensual is the right word, but like you know, here's what makes me think it's kind of creepy. Um, is is like they they're both you know, terrified for their lives of, of her ex-boyfriend, Larry. Um, and, and Doug is, is looking at like, you know, these, these horrifying photographs uh, that Larry took of her, which are again, like rendered in this very stark red. Um, and, and, you know, those are very obviously traumatic for her. 
Um, and like, he clearly feels bad about looking at, at them, but also like, you know, he's turned on by them and that, like, that's creepy. <laughs> uh, and like, also like, you know, in the, like just afterward, like, like after we get uh, sort of the sex scene with them, um, we cut to like the, the Hergé reality um, where like dream Doug abandons dream Sarah, like just when she needs him most. Um, and, and which I think like, you know, pretty clearly, corresponds to like later we find out that that um and it's sort of implied beforehand that that you know she got she gets pregnant and he walks out on her um you know uh which i think him walking out is like not exactly his fault given like the 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 attack that happens to him um but it does seem like well, he was leaning in that no, direction because beforehand. later yeah, because later they go back and they say, you know, he got the letters, he got the what away, you know, it was his yeah. fault, it was a choice. Okay, okay, yeah. I don't know, I guess I guess the way I took that was different. Like I, I yeah, you're right. Maybe it was a little creepy, but it was more about like how he views her, I guess. Like he's yeah. he's sort of a younger he has a younger mindset, if that makes sense. Like he's in it for like mm-hmm. sex and like, you know, he wants everything to be cool. And he doesn't want to get beat up, I guess. But like, he's not there for like how that's probably a serious issue that happened with her. And he's not there mm-hmm. to like, like when he's worried about Larry, her ex, he's worried about being beat up. He's not worried about her. Yeah. So in the shower, it's just him like, I think he says something like, oh, I was just holding on and she was drifting away. Like mm-hmm. where she's drifting away is like growing up a little and like dealing with her shit and like raising a kid, you know, like that's where she's drifting. It's not really, you know, it's not like she doesn't like him anymore as much as like they're going to different places and like he can't follow her there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on board with that. I also like, I'm thinking about... um like the, there's the scene where, uh, I, like you know, it's their last night together, basically, where where you know he takes the photo of him and Sarah in bed, and like she's asleep, um, and I think that's meant to rhyme with the time, like I think in the first part, uh, where like she takes photos of him, uh, when he's like, you know, taking the opioids, uh, and he's like, super uncomfortable with that at the time, um, because like he hates those photos. Um, and it just like, you know, makes him uncomfortable to think about. And I think, I think it's like super interesting that they invert that at the end with, with him doing it to her. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. To me, that was kind of because at that point she was also a little like, for lack of a better word, like older than him. Like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, when they had a confrontation about that later, she was like, you could have told me like, I mean, I guess he couldn't have told her in that case because he was asleep. But in general, <laughs> that whole like bender they had where they looked at his dad's photos and like took opioids, like he he was like, Oh, you made me do that. And she was like, You could have just said no, dude. Mm-hmm. And like she pushes him to make his art better, like she's more mature about it. And like I feel that it's sort of similar. Like she's sort of like an older uh presence in his life, you know. And she Yeah. She's pulling him with her, like he doesn't get that at the time. And then maybe he's like pulled to that level, like, like a little bit more adult, but like, he can't actually progress to where she's going. Like that makes sense kind of. Right. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. No, Cause then like maybe, maybe he did change a little, like maybe he grew up a little, but not enough. 
Um, maybe that's yeah. true because it, at first he's like not his like audio poetry or whatever isn't going that great, and then it gets better, and he's. Mm-hmm. I don't know though. That's I don't know. I probably have to think about that more. What do you think about yeah. him like changing um, the his photos and like the photo with the heart in it that he takes of her? Um, that's after, is... um, that, that after, after he learns about, uh, Larry, mm-hmm. he, he gets her a heart, like a, like a butcher gives him a heart or something. And he takes a photo with her naked and the heart in front of her and the knife in the heart. Right. And when she's taking it, she says, Oh, you look at me differently since you saw those photos of me and Larry. And he's like, no, I'm just pushing my art, baby. And then that's like an important photo that comes back a few times. Mm-hmm. No, I, th- I, I, I think you're, uh, you're right. That's definitely like important. I don't, I don't know exactly what I make of it. I think maybe it's like him mistaking like maturity for, for, you know, impersonating like the, this, this, this guy that's like clearly horrible. Um, yeah. 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 That makes sense. Do you th- maybe he does that with his dad too. What is his dad all about? Yeah. Oh, that's that's a good point. What's his I mean, dad? His, his dad. His dad is a guy we get glimpses of throughout the story, um, and and basically, I mean the the, the main par the main parallel with his dad is we keep coming back to this photograph that his dad has of like a, an ex girlfriend um, that he he always refers to as like the one that got away, um, and they right. they presumably drifted apart in a similar way to the way that, that Doug and Sarah drift apart. Yeah. Um, so there's a parallel there. It's definitely like, you know, Doug becoming his father sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But there's always, yeah. um, there's also always his, like, he feels, I think the main thing with his dad is that his dad doesn't approve of him. And he's like, oh man, right. That's the main thing. He's like, I, the I... voice, the voice will always follow me. Okay, maybe. I, I, I don't remember those parts as well. I guess I remember more just the, like the vision of like, you know, this guy who he has photos of is like a happier man. Um, but like the way he actually remembers him is just like sitting on the couch watching TV all the time. That's true. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, he is. No, I agree. I think he is. There's a parallel. And he's supposed to be becoming his father. Right. And they have very similar sort of life trajectories, at least the way it's presented. But there's also like what's their relationship? Like, it's not good, right? They have a bad relationship, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So and we, we pretty much never see his mother, too. Yeah. So he's trying to, like, become... I mean, he's not trying to, but he is becoming his dad because he's, you know, he can't progress as a person because his, his dad is, you know, was never yeah. approving of him, I think is the idea. Okay. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm with it. And he's like, you know, he's like, his dad's in the hospital. He's like, this is like a character I made, but like, he's not actually getting through, you know, like his little like shirt character. Mm-hmm. That's why it's a good book, because we can think about these things and talk about sort of what this guy Doug is all about. And I think that's pretty special. Yeah, comic, I, sure. uh, I agree a lot. I think, it's, and I, think uh, I think, yeah, I think that's also because of the way it's like non, not always linear. Like, I think that's, that helps us it sort of confuses mm-hmm. us and you know yeah and it also lets yeah. him like parallel scenes that otherwise would would not be paralleled at least not exactly. directly yeah 
Good point, Joe. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I I definitely I, I read Big Baby the other day. I thought it was also pretty good, not as good, but like I think we should read more if we get the chance. If we find something cool to read. Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah, um, super talented guy. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed this. I I still think I I like Black Hole a bit better. Um, this is like still a very like tight comic. Um, very choice comic. <laughs> um, I, I don't even know if I can justify why I, I like Black Hole a bit better. I might need to reread it um, with this in mind. Um, I think I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I connected with it a bit more like viscerally when I was reading it in the moment. Um, anyway, this is a really good comic. I highly recommend it. Um, it also yeah, made sure. me want to read a lot more Tintin. Yeah. yeah. Nick, what's your favorite Tintin? Do you want to read Tintin next time? Um, yeah, let's do it. Let me check out Tintin list of books, and then I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, man, that's hard. I don't know. It's hard to say, because I've read them all. I mean, I've read a few, you know, after here and there, but like, all of these impressions I have are from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I liked... The Black Island. I like Secret of the Unicorn. And I like Prisoners of the Sun a lot. Cool. Yeah. I'd be I'd be down to read any of those. We'll pick one and we'll do it. Yeah. Uh Tintin was you know, I I I've read a bit here and there, but it was never, I think, part of my childhood in the way that it was part of yours. Um yeah, I'd like the to best, amend so. that. Just re, just force it into your childhood. It makes sense, yeah. I will. It's um, I think it's the best, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's for next week. Nick, uh, so we we do this every week, um, and I'm here to ask you, uh, how would you rank the modern Disney animated films? Uh, you have no prep time. Uh, I don't even have a list of them in front of me. Uh, Wait, I can't even problem. name them all. No, no, no. You can't Google. You're not allowed to Google. What? Why not? Here are my restrictions. You can't Google. Okay, uh, only can't stuff Google. released by Walt Disney Animation after the year 2010. Uh, no 2010? Pixar or anything. When did Bolt come out? Bolt came out in 2009. Bolt is not allowed. When did? Okay. Can you just tell me which one came out in 2010? And then, Is it Wreck-It Ralph? Uh, Tangled. Tangled, I think. Tangled, okay. All right. So let me first guess which ones exist. Okay. How many are there? Can you tell me how many? Mm, probably like five or six. Tangled. Maybe seven. Wreck- Wreck-It Ralph, obviously, mm-hmm. came out after that. That makes sense. Zootopia, mm-hmm. obviously. Frozen, obviously. Frozen mm-hmm. 2, obviously. Mm-hmm. Wreck-It Ralph 2. <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph 2. <laughs> sorry um, let me revise this note that i wrote wreck it ralph to ralph breaks the internet oh that is what it's called <laughs> um yeah also i'm pissed i just realized how pissed i was that frozen 2 is not called still frozen um <laughs> anyways ralph zootopia tangled moana thought i would forget mm-hmm. moana but i didn't um i think I there is one more the uh, riot it's, 
Ah, uh, Joe, why did you help me? I was gonna, I was gonna guess that it was another princess. Right. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm allowing, like, you know, I, you can access my, my wealth of information. Oh, okay. I think that's it. You might be 11, right. 10, I 11, genuinely 12, have no 13, idea. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Mm. Mm. Might be missing one. We may or may not be missing one. Mm. What could we possibly be missing? <laughs> You're right. We have Tangled. Tangled is on there. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> We're golden. Okay, well, let me rank these. So number one is obviously Zootopia. Okay. Obviously. And then, oh, right. You like that movie. You like that movie a lot. I mean, it's a really good movie. You don't like it? Uh, I think it's fine. I've only seen it on an airplane. I mean, I don't think it's like... I mean, I think it's, I think it's better than Tangled, but Tangled's probably second. Tangled is... I have not seen Tangled or Wreck-It Ralph 2. Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph 2 is actually really it. good. Really? I don't it's, believe I you. I watched it on a plane and I was like, why is this so good? Uh, I was I think, as shocked as the next guy. I think you watched it on a plane and you were excited to be entertained by anything because I saw no, you're wrong. I'm actually a really... Bad. No, Joe, I'm a really harsh critic on a plane. <laughs> I, I, I watched like the first 10 minutes of a lot of movies on planes and I sat through the entire Wreck-It Ralph 2. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Okay. Okay. Uh, then it's probably Wreck It Ralph, the first one. Okay. It's probably third. And then, or is that, or is Frozen better than? No, it's not better than. Then Frozen is the next best. I might adjust mm-hmm. this. You're then, you're putting Frozen above Moana. I don't like Moana. Interesting. I think it's not fun. I don't like it. Okay. I think I like. I guess I also like the songs in Frozen, so I guess saying I like the songs in Moana doesn't really do much for me. It, no. Then it's Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Then... Hmm. Now here's something interesting. Okay. Where does Frozen 2 land on... The, okay, Moana is... Moana is better than Frozen 2. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Moana's... <laughs> not bad at all and then frozen 2 and then ryan the last dragon is last mm. because that movie sucks wait wait wait, wait. Yeah. which one is better frozen 2 frozen 2 has songs frozen 2 is better than ryan the last dragon because frozen 2 has songs yeah i put it above it yeah okay so it's zootopia's number one tangled number two wreck it ralph three frozen four wreck it ralph two is five and moana is six frozen two is seven and ryan the last dragon is dirt last because it is dirt <laughs> sorry sorry people who worked on that um yeah I, I'm, can i I'm now sure look them up yeah okay look i'm sure the people who worked on ryan last dragon are very kind people it's a really boring movie it's so boring i'm sorry i'm really sorry <laughs> yeah it's also it's just so dumb it's like what's the message again the message is to like trust people Trust people. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a boring weird. message. It's just so boring. Most of the characters don't have more than one personality trait. They're not funny. No character is ever. Characters are just introduced like once every ten minutes for the entire movie. Yeah, um, that's that's the movie. Um, Two thousand looks kind of nice sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean it has some good moments. I like it when yeah. the the dragon as a woman goes shopping i thought that was quite funny i don't even remember remember that <laughs> oh i remembered something important okay so from since tangled is that the idea 
yeah. Wait, is there is there something else? I th- I thought we had all. Of well, them. I don't. Do we count Winnie the Pooh? Do we count Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. I guess not, right? You've you've stumped me. I, I, I let's not. I, mean, I think I think no. Winnie the Pooh, okay. not three D animated. Oh, okay, Joe. I think I think scholars generally consider Winnie the Pooh the last gasp of whatever was before the modern Disney era. Fine. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm cool with not counting it. It's like a little, it's obviously a little on the outside. Big Hero 6, though, I totally forgot. About. Oh, Big Hero that, 6. I think that was the one, remember when I was like, I forgot something? Mm-hmm. That was it. Because that's the only one I forgot. Big Hero 6 is a pretty good movie. Yeah, let me, do you want me to add it? Yeah, yeah, I think you should. Um, okay. I can't believe we, that might be the one I like best out of the um, ones that yeah i think i like it fourth best like less than wreck it ralph but more than frozen okay i <laughs> i don't like any of these movies very much yeah that's kind of <laughs> sad isn't it yeah i think like the best ones are like yeah that was pretty good tangled is pretty good i have never seen tangled maybe zootopia i should is pretty good you didn't yeah, i think zootopia is pretty good wreck it ralph is pretty good yeah Damn, what's the next one? Kanto. And Kanto, yeah. Oh, is this one about the singing house or something? Yeah, I yeah. I saw a trailer for this. And it's set in Colombia, I believe? Man, I feel like Disney and Pixar are going to like make a movie about every ethnicity before they're done I with think the next that 10 is, years. I think that, that is their full goal, to cover <laughs> every demographic. <laughs> hey, not a bad goal, whatever. Not a bad goal. Like, like no. you know, like... Like good for you, like like that is an important thing to do. But also, it's it's Disney, <laughs> so I, I like it. I'm okay with that. So we got that coming up, and then we have Turning Red. Oh, that's Pixar, though. Turning Red, right? And that then one... after that is I've never even heard of this. Searcher Clade. What is what? Searcher Clade? I don't know. That's the one coming out like next year. I don't even. There's an there's an animated Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie coming out at the end of this year. Oh yeah, I'm. I know. I'm aware. Does that have a trailer? Um, no. Huh. It's gonna come Weird. out of Disney Plus, so it's probably a lower budget thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Good for I Jeff. Think could, maybe they'll Jeff. promote it with with like the dis all the stuff they're putting on at once. Oh, like the. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that's the only that's the only next one they have announced. So we have Encanto coming up, and then we have Searcher Clade, which is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Mm. What is marketable about this? Is I... this just like an image of a dude? I don't know. Like what this that's is. the only information I can get on this right now. That's a boy. That's it. That's that's most of the information on this movie. <laughs> that's that's an image there's, of a of a boy doing the DreamWorks face. <laughs> <laughs> there's no. What is this movie about? Oh, well. So if you it's look about closely, a biracial at this... boy, and he's very typical as far as teenagers go. Playful and quick-witted, but can also retreat. He can be a wise ass, but he isn't particularly tough. I'm sorry. Did they use the term "wise ass" wise, in the yeah. official yeah. description? <laughs> I, they did. I haven't checked the source on this, but it's the only information I could find. So the image I'm looking at. It also says the title will likely change on the Disney wiki with no source. The image I'm looking at, he's surrounded by a... Okay, this um, this quote also doesn't have a source. Okay. 
it's okay. What are you what are you looking at? I have an image that is I think the thumbnail of a YouTube video. <laughs> He's in this I'm sending this to you. He's surrounded by a a puff of of puke green, green. smoke. Yeah, I making see that. it look that like, like the premise farted. of this movie is that this boy has super powered farts. <laughs> I like that the only information we could find is that he's an average boy. He's just average. He's just fourteen year old, like a lot of fourteen year olds. Also, look mm-hmm. at the two logos that come up when you search this on the internet. They're so wildly different from each other. I would yeah. not believe that they're for the same movie. Also, what I'm a bad name! Just movie. by the way, I, we didn't really say. Yeah. Is this an um, official? Is this a real image? I don't know. That's wild. <laughs> I uh. I like how little. Yeah, Disney. I'll watch. I'll watch your fart boy movie. <laughs> no, Disney Actually, does this sometimes. Do you remember how little we knew about Frozen? Oh yeah, I, I thought mean, like, Frozen yeah. was gonna be the sickest movie ever. It was like, yeah, it's based on like folklore and like the Ice Queen story. It's gonna be sick, and it was like so silly. I thought it was going to be epic. And then I also thought Frozen 2 was going to be epic because of that trailer with the sword. Yeah. Which never happened in the movie. So that's too bad. Anyways, yeah. I hope they change the title to Fart Boy. Fart Boy. (laughs) Disney's Fart Boy is scheduled to release November 23rd, 2022, which is almost a year away. I personally cannot wait. We can add it to our little list. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Fart boy. Uh. So is Encanto coming out like soon? Mm, I think it's coming yeah, out in about in a month. A month, yeah. Which hmm. is wild because I haven't heard a lot about it. Yeah, me neither. Um, Maybe we're just adults now and we get adult. adult, adult. I, I was thinking this exact thing. Maybe Maybe we just don't get it anymore. We don't watch enough Disney Disney Channel and Nick Jr. to get these ads. Nick, you and I, we talk about adult things like Last Look by Charles Burns, mm. like taxes, like coffee. True, we did talk about coffee, um, and we talked about like a a foreign film. Yeah, Pfft, a foreign film for adults. Yeah, really, really for adults. Damn. Well. Uh, should I, should we should we close off the show with a little wisdom, adult wisdom, serious wisdom? Quote me, quote me, Nick. Okay. Uh, life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not. I hope you know where that's from. Hmm. But if you don't, it's from Uncle Iroh, because I've been rewatching the show, and it's full of wisdom. <laughs> Love it. I could go for an Avatar rewatch. Yeah, I've been thinking I always nice say that slow. whenever uh, whenever somebody mentions Avatar: Last Airbender, I say I could go for an Avatar rewatch. Yeah, I've been watching it like an episode a day. It's been literally awesome. It's mm-hmm. it's great. It's so relaxing. Nice. It's a really it's a really episodic show. You know, it's it's you, you can binge it, but it's actually kind of nice not to. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening to Out of Our Heads, a comics and pop culture podcast from the minds of Joe Bortner and Nick Pertapapis. You can contact us at outofourheadspod at gmail.com where you can send us letters or tell us about books you want covered on the show. No one has ever done this. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on social media at my handle joby underscore draws. We'll be back, we'll be back next week. Uh, stay safe and see you next time.